and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. everyone and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks. We are going to have a wonderfully fun and exciting show for you today. We are going to be talking with the cast and crew from the documentary Wine, Women, and Dementia. And this is a road trip that they took. I can't believe how many people we're going to have on here, but it's going to be really fun. And I think it's going to be really enlightening for you as well. But before I introduce you to our guest today, I want to do a couple of shout outs. One, I just want to shout out to anyone who's going to be in Texas, November 10th. I will be down there for the 17th annual caregiving conference that is being hosted by the Area Agency on Aging. I'm going to be doing a full day presentation, and I would love for you to take part in that. Um, Also, if you're looking for resources, please visit alzheimerspeaks.com. We have one whole section that has programs we've developed and collaborations that we've had um, since 2009. So you'll find a wealth of information there. You can also check out DementiaMap.com, which is our global resource directory as well. And if you're trying to figure out how to get family and friends to talk more about dementia and how we care, check out our book, Betty the Bald Chicken, Lessons in How to Care, which again is on the Alzheimer's Speaks site. Um, so with that, let's go ahead and introduce you to our panel of guests. Well, I am so excited to have the cast and crew of the film with us today. Um, this has just been a marvelous, uh, marvelous, uh, film that you guys have put together and I can't wait for our audience to hear the story. So before we get into all our questions, I'm going to have everybody introduce themselves individually And I'm going to start off with Kitty, if you wouldn't mind giving a little introduction about yourself. Hi, uh, I am Kitty Norton, and I am uh, the director of the film Wine, Women, and Dementia. Uh, My sister and I, in 2016, took over co-care of my mother, Gloria, uh, who is living with vascular dementia. And she lived in Oregon City, and... I moved my boyfriend and her into her ba- my boyfriend and I into her basement, and my sister showed up every week to take her days. So that's how we all got into dementia in this household. Okay, great. And then Lexi, I'm going to go to you next. Hi, I'm Lexi Field. I'm the other girl in the film, um, co caregiver to uh, Gloria Norton. I live in Neatarts, Oregon, on the coast, the Oregon coast. Um, and I manage a restaurant down here. Great. Thank you. Uh, Roseanne? Hi, Roseanne Corcoran. Um, I'm a daughterhood leader and uh, host of Daughterhood, the podcast for caregivers. I cared for my mom, Rose, for 12 years with uh, vascular dementia, with the last six being in my house um, in Pennsylvania. We just moved now, but we were in Pennsylvania when we did the film. So, Fantastic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ashley? 
Hi, I'm Ashley Douglas, and I am from Green Oaks, Illinois, and north of Chicago. Um, I am a mom of two and a wife of one, and I am a teacher of 26 years, middle schoolers. Um, I am part of this journey because my sister Grace, who is also in this call, um, we co-care give for my mom, Joanne Douglas, who is in Illinois um, and is currently um, living in memory care with Alzheimer's disease. Thank you. And Grace, I'll let you go next. Hi, I'm Grace Douglas, uh, sister to Ashley. Um, and I live in Baltimore, Maryland. So I do my best, I, best I can of caregiving from afar. And then when I go home um, to Green Oaks, which Ashley mentioned, um, and I'm an epidemiologist here for the Maryland Department of Health and also a mom of two, which is new since we filmed the movie. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Matt? Hi, everyone. Matt Parent. I, uh, I live in Amherst, Amherst, New Hampshire, and my wife, Lindsay, and I spent uh, almost a decade uh, caring for my mom, Rosemary, who's living with Alzheimer's disease, and uh, my father-in-law, Steve, who's living with Lewy body dementia. Uh, in our spare time, we're trying to raise three girls aged uh, 15, 13, and 9, or 10, sorry, 10. Uh, yeah, that's me. Nice to see everybody. Okay, and Lindsay? Me as well, Matt's wife. And um, as he mentioned, was primary caregiver of my dad, uh, Steve, who was living with Lewy body dementia, um, do event sales up here um, in my spare time. So happy to be here. Thank you. And Veronica? My name is Veronica Shanklin. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I am a full-time caregiver. I've been a full-time caregiver for the past nine, almost 10 years, first for my grandmother and then for my mom as well. And um, that led me to start a nonprofit called Dementia Care Warriors to provide resources and support to caregivers. Thank you. And Beth? Hi, I thought you were going to go to Allison. I'm Beth Ragazio, and I recently moved to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I was living in L.A. when we did the movie, and I'm a producer on it. Um, I'm not a full-time caregiver. However, I have helped my friends with their, you know, Alzheimer parents. So I've done a little bit of it. Okay, great. And Allison? Hi, thanks. Allison Schreier. I'm the uh, co-founder and president of Zinnia, a streaming service for people with dementia and their caregivers, work that came out of my seven years as a family caregiver to my husband, who was diagnosed at 48 with frontotemporal dementia. Great. Thank you. We'll talk about a wealth of information. Um, I think this is going to be just a fascinating conversation. So, A, again, thank you all for taking the time to be with us today. Kitty, I'm going to have you kick us off and say, where the heck did this idea come from for this film? And what was your goal with it? Well, when mom was kind of, we were nearing the last stages, the the last part of it, and knew she was going to die. I, I just wanted, I just had this need for freedom. And uh, my sister and I had always had wine nights um, when she would be at the house taking her mom days. And those were really helpful for me, especially because Lexi and I had a kind of a difficult relationship. But when we opened a bottle of wine, we could sit and talk and really like just let go of the caregiver day and, and just have a great time. And so 
when I started writing a blog about our caregiver experience, all of these people kind of came to me through that. And then they became so important to me. Uh, you know, Roseanne would send me little emails. Veronica would make me laugh. We Sometimes we would Zoom. Allison and I Zoomed. Grace and I were in a caregiver group together. Um, it just, yeah, when I thought about it, I thought, you know what? I want to open a bottle of wine and sit down with these people in person and talk and just talk our caregiver smack. And then I thought, well, if I do that, maybe other caregivers might really benefit from those conversations. And so then that's how it became a movie. (laughs) (laughs) I bought a beat up old used RV and put mom's face all over it and drove around the country with a film crew. (laughs) So the goal from day one is to help other people through these stories. Is that correct? Yes, it's to absolutely celebrate the caregiver journey. We are not very represented in all of the books and the media regarding uh, the dementia journey. And it's very important to focus on the research and the people going through it. But you don't understand the journey unless you understand the other half of the equation. And that's us. So I wanted caregivers to feel seen and heard and celebrated and know that their stories are worth being a part of the narrative. Wonderful. I I can't agree with you anymore. That's how I got into starting Alzheimer's Speaks was frustrated daughter. What about us? You know, um, why aren't our voices being heard? Why isn't the patient even part of the conversation at all? They were totally ignored. So I'm like I said, I'm I'm thrilled to to have you all here to to hear bits and pieces of your story and how this got packaged together and how it's going to transform a lot of people's lives. So Beth, I have to ask, how the heck did Kitty corral you into going on this road trip? (laughs) I know. Well, I love road trips. So I was sort of like intrigued by the idea. And then the RV, I tried to talk her out of the RV. (laughs) I like to sleep in hotels. And I was like, and we, it was just coming out of the pandemic and I thought, why not? And I thought the project sounded amazing. And so I just decided to go for it. Didn't I also tell you we were going to be close to your family so you could stop and see them? I think I was more interested in seeing my friends. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't see my family. We got to see some friends. It was awesome. I was promised, I was actually promised seafood, which didn't really happen until Connecticut or something, but that's another story. Okay. Well, sounds good. Well, one of the first questions I want to direct to all of you um, is why did you agree to do this? You know, what did you think was going to happen for um, you individually and and for others? I'm just kind of fascinated with that. So um, Allison, I'm going to go to you first, if you don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind at all. So the thing that I loved about Kitty's blog is just how honest it was. You know, there's just this sort of misrepresentation of what it's like to be a caregiver for a person with dementia and what a, what caring for a person with dementia is like. You know, it's just like weird Uncle Henry, <laughs> who everybody laughs at. And that's not what it is. It's really, really hard. And so her blog was just so honest and so brazen and brilliant. And so it when she shared the idea for the film, I thought, oh my God. So you're like taking that to a whole other level, that honesty, that openness, that candor. 
and you're creating something that will get the voice, get our voices out there, but also help caregivers all over the place see themselves and recognize that like, yeah, there's stuff going on and people need to know about it. Wonderful. Veronica, how about you? Um, I think I connected with Kitty because of her brilliant writing. She's an amazing writer. And we connected over the fact that um, caregiving, while it is a very sad, sad journey, it doesn't have to be all sad. And so she found a way to communicate that through her blog that I was very much a fan of. And I felt like this project would also do the same, just give caregivers the knowledge that they're not alone and that it doesn't have to all be bad. Um, Lindsay, how about you? Well, I think all of us can relate to just the shock and loneliness and scariness of being thrown into the situation, you know, or at least for, for me, it was very unexpected when my mom passed away. And I think just the network was so, it was, it drew me in to just, I was lucky enough to attend a caregiving support group, you know, long way back on the Cape. And just that I knew that feeling of sitting around a circle and having people, you know, you talk about it, but to really feel that connection and support when you don't even know the people is incredible. And then to look at all these people, you know, who have their own presence online, which I was very impressed with, you know, Matt kind of introduced me to Kitty and her presence and her writing. And you felt had never met these people, you know, but felt like this can be helpful for a lot of people who are all of a sudden looking around and saying, where am I? What is this world? And where do what do I do next? You know, we need to feel that. And I did this group. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. How about you, Matt? Well, I just did it for the wine. Um, no, I'm just uh, kidding around. Uh, was I, I just wine or it was the women. <laughs> uh, well, good point. Good point. Um, and free pizza. And that, and that. Uh, so I echo what uh, pretty much everybody who's already answered the question. Um, I echo that sentiment, and I, I really just wanted to meet Kitty. I just, I was sort of bowled over by the idea. Because I too felt, um, you know, I, I used social media when I was in the the, the the thick of my caregiving experience as a as an outlet, and um, made real friends there, even though we'd never met in real life. So, um, the chance to meet Kitty in that context was it was a no brainer for me. Uh, once I got Lindsay to agree, which didn't take any arm twisting. So yeah, it was just. I, I was just bowled over by the idea. Well, and it's interesting when you said about the, you know, the friendship online, because so many people poo-poo that. And yet I have found, and I'm sure you guys all have too, is how intimate the conversations are, because you're not talking about the weather and the ball game. You're talking about real everyday things that are happening in your life that a lot of times you can't even share with other family members or friends that are, you know, right next to you, because they just don't understand the journey. And I, I think that's really important. Um, I'm going to go to Grace next. How about you? Um, similar to what others said, but also I think Kitty became a real kind of mentor for me um, and had a lot of real life and practical advice that you don't find in the books or on the websites that talk about, you know, signs, symptoms and oh, caregiver burnout is normal. Take Just give yourself some self-care. Well, how do you practically do that while you're actively caring and making your way through a crisis? Um, I also think one of the big things that I adore about her is, is the humor 
like we are um we are very sarcastic my family we we love sarcasm we love humor we might have a little bit of a dark sense of humor and um you know laughter is medicine and and i think finding finding the places where you can laugh um and it not and it feel understood um is important okay great how about you ashley well i came to this project because my sister was involved with the support group with kitty and because we were kind of tag teaming care for my mom uh, across the country and I was local, Grace was getting a lot of good information from Kitty and then passing it on to me so that I could kind of put it into action. So as a result, I became part of the project as like Grace's plus one. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Thank you. Um, Roseanne, how about you? You know, I found Kitty like everybody else did on the blog, and I was drawn to her openness and honesty, but she and I were running parallel lives. My father died of pancreatic cancer. My mother has uh, vascular dementia like her mother. Her mother passed a couple of months before Maya. So we were, we were in really, we were in this together. And I would have done anything if she said, you know, I'm going to take a cruise and I want everybody to go. I would have taken the cruise and I don't do cruises. So whatever she wanted, I would have done. And um, I was just happy to be a part of it and to actually meet her in person. Like Matt said, to be in, in her presence was, was a gift. Wonderful. Thank you. Let's see. I want to go to Lexi next because you know, Kitty had mentioned you guys had kind of a tumultuous relationship, <clears throat> but over a glass of wine, things helped. Um, what drew you into this? Because all of a sudden, your family stories, you know, not going away now. <laughs> well, I wanted to be a movie star. So I'm kind of like with Matt, I had very selfish reasons for being involved in this. Somehow. Um I just, uh, I, I just came along for the ride. Um, I was uh, part partner with her in the through the whole journey, and it just made sense, I guess, to include me in the meeting in the movie. So, yeah, I was just by default. I think I got I got included. <laughs> okay, our story. I can't I can't have our story out there without you. Right, that's my minute. <laughs> That's what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kitty, this has to be pretty flattering, all the wonderful things people are saying in terms of, you know, the power of your connection and your support to others. And, uh, and I'm sure them to you as well. So kudos uh, to that. I want to ask uh, Allison, in terms of the documentary side, what were your hopes that you would see the film do? I think more than anything that it would just get people talking. 
you know, get people talking about what is life like for people who are giving care and uh, both people who aren't caregivers, right, who who have no idea what we're talking about, but also people who are caregivers. And one of the things that one of the other folks on the call brought up, which really speaks to me a lot, is the idea that um, as caregivers, you need to know that there's hope and you need to know that it's that it isn't all bad. And I think that that was one of the things from Kitty's blog that she carries through into the movie is that wonderful sense of humor and the permission right? The permission to find the things that are um, that are funny, to laugh out loud, and um, not have to apologize for it. Okay, thank you. Um, Matt and Lindsay, I'm going to pull you guys in together. And, um, you know, Matt, I'll have you go ahead and go first on this. But what was the hardest part of caring for your parents for you? Uh, loaded question. Um, just, I think the... Uh... Uh, just the unrelenting, nonstop sort of uh, weight, I guess, is weight to use I word, a, a word I use to describe just being in the midst of it. Um, and it was just sort of the cumulative effect of that for me. Uh, it was hard, but it, just to echo Allison most recently, Veronica before, uh, again, one of the things that uh, that's, you know, I'm just so thankful for being in Kitty's orbit for is she she was the person who showed me um that balance is okay that you know it's not entirely a tragedy narrative so how about you i guess when i think back something i think about most um is just the heaviness of it all of every day and not being able to take a break you know even if you took a physical break it's never a mental break and i think that you know, not only does that just wear down over time, the unknown um, of how long is this going to go on, um, just the how it can be, it's of course all consuming and whether it's in your home, you know, like for us or not, um, I think that, you know, that's one of the most difficult parts is the responsibility of being a caregiver um, I have two siblings, but was the primary caregiver with dad at our house and, you know, just the re- bearing that responsibility and how much emotion is, you know, in every decision that you make, um, I think is just notable and something that is at the top of my head for when I think back, um, to being a primary caregiver. What about, what about the good? What was the best for you, Lindsay? I'd say the time that I got to spend with my dad that as a, you know, 43 year old at the time, a couple of years ago, you know, would not have been able to actually spend that many hours at that time of my life with three kids in a family. Um, and just feeling honestly lucky and blessed that I was the one that got to have him, him in my home. Um, and, you know, spend those days that, you know, we just, I, it was shorter than I would have thought, really. So just that time that we got to spend together. Matt, how about you? What was was there blessings wrapped in this uh, goofy package called dementia for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so as did the time, as Lindsay said. Just um, you know, there. If you add it, if we had a scoreboard, there there would probably be. You know, it wouldn't be a blowout in terms of sad moments, hard moments, to uh, you know, versus good moments. Like there's a lot of just funny, like a lot of life that happens in between. 
Um, and the opportunity to be there for that is, is, uh, you know, at or near the top of the list of best, best parts about it. And then the perspective, I, I mean, I have a perspective just on life that I, I don't think I would have had had I not had that experience. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I found for, you know, my mom lived with the disease for 30 years and um, blessings and joy came wrapped in really different packages, but they're, it's there if you choose to look for it. You know, it really is in our, our perceptions and, and what we're going after. So thank you. Um, let's see, Roseanne, how about you? Can you tell us, you know, about how you felt connected to someone you never met, you know, just through online and through the phone? What, what, what did that connection do for you? And, and how did it come about? It was a lifeline, really, because you know, we're all in our little separate houses and we're all thinking the same thing. But when people don't understand it, you know, if your friends don't understand it because they haven't gone through it, when your siblings have a perspective, but it's not your perspective and you find somebody that is speaking your language and it it's literally a lifeline to keep you from being in that black hole. I mean, I feel like caregiving is a, you know, we caregive on a, on a razor's edge. Some days it's great and other days we're in the hole. And um, being able to connect with Kitty, especially um, Kitty would say things that, you know, I might have been thinking, but wouldn't say out loud. And then it was like, oh, gosh, you th- oh, you felt like that, too. Oh, thank goodness. And then it makes it made me feel less alone. And that that's really the the whole thing with all of this. I mean, I, I look at everybody here and feel like these are my people. We've never been in the same room, but these are my people. And. And that came through all of this. And I, I mean, I, I think, I think it's powerful. I think it's powerful and it's, and it's life saving and life giving. Well, it is nice when you, when you run across someone who's authentic and isn't, I won't say isn't afraid, but is brave enough to say what they're feeling. Yeah. Because I think in our society, you know, we're told not to feel or my gosh, if we're gonna don't show that you're feeling this way or that way. And when you when you hear it, because we all feel like a misfit with a lot of these emotions, I think that are going on. And so when you can just kind of be your authentic self and and take a breath, that is massively huge. And then know you're not, you know, you're you're not as big of a mess as you think you are, and you're not alone, um, which I think just about ninety nine percent of the people out there feel. You know, they just feel this this significant isolation. So um, thanks for sharing that with us. Veronica, I wanted to talk uh, to you because you came home, you know, to help your mom care for your grandma. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of beginning to suspect something's off with mom. How did you deal with all of that? You know, it's funny. I look back on it and ask myself the same question. (laughs) Um, But when you're in it, you just go you just keep going and and one of the things that I do is I research you know I'm looking for resources and that's part of you know how I came up on Kitty and her blog is that the research and trying to find resources and trying to find help and being really intentional about it you know um so that that is what you know helped me along the journey is being able to find those resources now do you worry about it for yourself since you saw your your grandma and then your mom you know, um, I don't, 
it, it it could happen. It might happen. I don't particularly worry about it because, I mean, I've seen situations where one sibling has it, one sibling does not. So I have no idea what the future holds. All I can do is try to be as healthy as I can be in every other area and just move forward. That's a that's a, a great, great answer. I think so often people get paranoid about trying to control the scenario and we really can't. You know, we can try to live a, a healthy lifestyle. We can do all kinds of different things. But I think our time is better spent educating other people about this because it really, as much as we all want to cure, we want to be cared for well. We want people to understand us. I don't care if we have dementia or not. You know, we want to belong. And our world needs a lot of work in a lot of areas right now on, on that whole getting along and, and feeling like you belong to a tribe. So thank you, Veronica. Um, Ashley and Grace, I want to talk to you because at the time of the filming, the in-home care person just quit. I can't even imagine what that felt like going, okay, they're coming to film. We are in total chaos here. How did you, how did you handle that, Ashley? That quite literally went down as we were being interviewed in my backyard. So um, we were having, it was like a very meta experience because here we are talking about, you know, the trials and tribulations of caregiving while everything was exploding about eight miles down the road. So that was a, it was a really helpful weekend to have Grace home because what happened at that time was, is that we wrapped up our interview and then we had already done some work on finding a memory care um, facility for my mom, just in case we had to get to that point. And it, it was go time at that moment. So my dad was having some, some serious issues with, with, you know, helping and, and taking care of my mom at home on his own without the caregiver that was, that we had hired to be there. And he, he basically said, you know, um, I can't do this. And so we were able to get her moved in in 72 hours. And it, it all happened that weekend. Wow. Grace, what would you like to add to that? Yeah, it was it was, it was a crazy weekend. It, um, you know, watching the film back, it does, it's kind of like a timestamp for when we did make that decision. And it was a, a, a big change. Um, but also, I think it was definitely the right choice for our particular situation. Um, but yeah, it happened to be the weekend I was going to be there for filming and it worked perfectly. We got her room set up. We snuck furniture out of the house so it would be familiar furniture and got photos up on the wall. You know, in a weird way, it happened how it needed to, that we were, we were both there and able to facilitate that. And also... To have, you know, outside of the filming, we got to talk with Kitty about this decision and about the transition and, um, you know, being nervous about it and the pros and cons and all of that. And being the one of the people I would go to most often for that, it was a real blessing to have her right there. Um, you know, we talked so many hours that are not in the film, um, just about that. Um, and it was, it was reassuring in our decision that, and that we were doing what needed to be done for our mom and our dad. 
Wow. It is almost like there's a higher power involved in all of this. So, so many times, I mean, what, what are the chances that you guys are going to be together and, and, you know, that you were looking ahead of time and, you know, things just fell together. Kitty was there for support. Uh, I remember when my, my dad had uh, brain cancer and for whatever reason, he decided to take the steps instead of the elevator and he, he fell down two flights of steps and he couldn't move home. And in a seven county area, there was a one male bed and it was two blocks from my house. And it was just like, oh, thank you, God, because, you know, that just made it so much easier. And then when it was my mom's time, she chose actually to move in to the community because she had a lucid moment and said, you know, I've been together 49 and a half years and I'm not leaving him now. And you need to make that happen. And this is a woman who couldn't look out the window and know if she should put on her snow boots or her flip flops. But she knew that love and that connection. And she was not leaving him, that that was her role as a partner. And and so I, I just think that there is a lot of, um, you know, if you are a believer in any type of higher power, I, I really think that there are lessons and I truly believe that each one of you was chosen for this role to help others live with this and learn from this because there's, there's a lot of beauty in it. If you are just popping into the show right now, you are going to want to rewind and go back to the beginning because we have the cast and crew from the documentary, which is called Wine, Women, and Dementia. And these people are sharing real life stories of what they've gone through, what they've learned, and it's not going to be boring and it's going to touch your heart uh, just like each one of them have been touched by one another who have never met in person before other other than Beth and um, and Kitty who were traveling in the motorhome going around to, to interview people. And you can visit the website winewomenindementia.com. They're also on Instagram as Wine Women in Dementia. And they are on Facebook as WW Documentary. Let's go ahead and keep, uh, keep this conversation rolling. And next, I want to address this question to Allison, Kitty, Matt, uh, Roseanne, and, Victor- and uh, Veronica, because I think it's just a really interesting. You guys, you know, have accompanied your loved one on these journeys. And each and every one of you have experienced different things. And, and yet all of you have changed your career paths now um, because of this. So Allison, I'm going to go to you first, if you don't mind. Where to begin? I, to keep it short, um, I, I had to get a job, right? I mean, my husband had been unemployed for six years and we were living off of savings and for then the first two years of his diagnosis, we were still living off of savings because I, my kids were 12 and 15 when he was diagnosed. So like I was, I had to be home. And so I had to find a job and um, I just was confronted with the reality that the things that I have done in the past don't really translate well to the now. And I had learned so much about caring, both how, how to do it. Um, I'd also learned how not to do it. Um, and I'd learned about the things that I wished were out there for people like me. And so I just thought, you know what, I just feel like that's the thing that's calling me is to go to the lean in to the thing that I know the most about right now, um, which is being a caregiver. And so that absolutely pushed me in the direction that I'm currently in. 
And why don't you just give a plug and tell people what what your company is about? Yeah, sure. So my company is called um, Zinnia. Some people know it as Zinnia TV. And we provide streaming um, videos. We have over 250 research-driven videos that are specifically intended to be digestible by and engaging for people with dementia. So they both they're for the person with dementia in that they are engaging and entertaining, but we really more than anything um, consider it a tool for caregivers because it allows them to have moments of respite. It provides connection and conversation. We have a channel that is just videos that help with activities of daily living to help not teach people how to do them, but to inspire the person with dementia to think like, wow, you know, this might actually be a good time to use the toilet or take a shower. And then we also have caregiver education. Um, and um, self-care videos. So that that's us. And it's um, www.zinniatv.com. Um, it's a mobile uh, app for uh, mobile devices and connected televisions and um, $6.99 a month or $69.99 a year and spread the word. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. And if I'm not mistaken, they can find you on Dementia Map as well. Yes. Uh, Veronica, how about you? How has your life changed in your career? So my life has changed. My background is actually marketing and events. So I was a marketing director in a past life before I moved back to Dallas. Um, and I was used to kind of being this young single bachelorette doing things. And I moved back to the suburbs, which was a total cultural shock. So I needed something to do. I started volunteering with the Alzheimer's Association, eventually ended up on their board and meeting a wealth of people and finding a number of resources that I wanted to make sure that I shared with my community. And so that's kind of how I came to founding a nonprofit called Dementia Care Warriors. Um, and back to this theme that I keep talking about, about how it's not all bad. I wanted to make sure that caregivers knew that it's not all bad. So I started a support group happy hour um, and we would meet up for margaritas and tacos and vent to each other and share resources, et cetera. And that led to um, a conference that I do called Revive Refresh, which is an all-day conference for caregivers we do annually. And we just provide resources and support to caregivers. And so um, Dementia Care Warriors, we are at Care Warriors on social media. And our website is DementiaCareWarriors.org. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, Matt, how, how has your career changed? Uh, so it's changed. I, I never thought I'd be in uh, the world of caregiver support. I can say that with high confidence. Um, I, I'm an only child when my mom was, um, uh, you know, when it was, we were at the sort of line where she needed a more supportive environment. Uh, I, um, you know, that was a life-changing period of time. Uh, I, I had to leave work temporarily and, and just had a really difficult time finding the right spot for my mom. And I figured it would be like buying a car. You know, if I could buy a car on the internet, I, I, I could, you know, check out reviews and, and, uh, and find the right spot for her and, and it'd be easy. And it wasn't, um, Lindsay, uh, and her dad were having the, you know, we were going through the similar experience with her dad trying to find care and it just bore its hooks into me, this bad crummy experience I had trying to find the right care which prompted Lindsay and I to, to launch a website to make that process easier. And um, I've been in this space uh, ever since, I, I, which I can't imagine my, my life without, uh, you know, working, um, you know, in, in, in a job that uh, enables me to support other people who are caring for somebody that they love, whether it be a function of dementia or something else. So um, 
I work for a company now called Parallel, which is a caregiver support company based in Chicago. Um, we have a caregiver support line, um, actually power the, the caregiver help desk for Caregiver Action Network, uh, but we help family caregivers with whatever's on their plate and complement that that support with uh, with our digital experience. And we make the service available through health plans and employers across the country. So I uh, I, I get to do a lot of writing and um, creative thinking on uh, practical ways to to help family caregivers every day, which I feel really fortunate to be able to do. Great, thank you. And Roseanne, how about you? Um, I um I like millions of other caregivers when I brought my mom in to live with us stopped working. And um when when I was caring for her, when I had the opportunity to have somebody come in for a couple hours a week, I went to a daughterhood, I started a daughterhood circle in my area. And I was struck by the the amount of people that we were all like, yeah, I can't believe this. Wow. And I can't, and nobody was talking about that underside, the, the, the struggle, because people don't like to talk about the things that are necessarily hard or upsetting or anything. And I thought, gee, I, I, I'd like to create a podcast so that I can ask these questions from the caregiver's perspective. And, you know, like, you know, hold on, let me, I have to run and take care of my mom. Okay, back to that question. So like, <laughs> literally from the caregiver's perspective, and, and that's, that's what I, what I created. I've been fortunate enough to, to interview very, you know, interesting um, people and, and provide some, some great resources. And we then uh, just recently morphed from the, the in-person groups in local areas to virtually across the country because the pandemic changed everything as we know. And we are now virtually um, online, fully online. And we were hoping to reach more caregivers in that way because as this group shows, we can connect without necessarily being in the same in the same room. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, we have, you know, resources, the blog, we have Anne's, Anne's blog on the, on the website, the podcast and, and our circles. And, um, all of that is at daughterhood.org and the podcast is daughterhood, the podcast. Um, uh, same thing across all social media outlets, Instagram, Facebook, it's daughterhood and daughterhood, the podcast. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Kitty. What what do you see yourself doing now? Are you are you a filmmaker now? Uh, well, first I want to address something that from what you, what all of you have said, like the first fifteen minutes. You know, I I found you too. Like I started that blog, and I didn't know if anybody else was going to understand where I was coming from. This where I had a little bit more of a sense of humor about it, where I was a little bit more detailed about what it's really like day to day. And you guys came to me through that, but I needed to find you too. I needed you guys too, because you got me. And I had Lexi in person and I had you virtually. And that's, that's why I just wanted to come meet you in person with a bottle of wine and say, please, can we just, and I was terrified. I was like, what if I show up and these people don't like me? You know, I was like, what if I'm there and all of a sudden I'm parked in their driveway? I, I don't know if any of you had any concerns about what if she gets here and she doesn't, and we don't like her and she doesn't like us, you know, and then it's like how awkward I'm going to be here all night. <laughs> anyway, I just had to say that I, 
you guys, you guys were my people. Um, I am working on this film. Probably it's going to be my whole life for at least another year. Uh, we have a huge November plan for National Family Caregiver Month. And we've got virtual events. We have in-person events. The film is finally getting its coming out party in person. Um, anybody in the Vancouver, Washington, uh, Northwest Oregon area, we have two uh, scheduled screenings at Kiggins Theater on November 2nd and November 4th. Um, it's just, it's it's going to be amazing. There's so many community screenings around the country. We're going to do a big um, Thankful for Caregivers weekend, the weekend of Thanksgiving, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, hashtag thankful number four caregivers. Um, and it's going to be free. You know, people can make it, can purchase a ticket if they'd like. But other than that, it is just free for caregivers. We just want you to feel celebrated and see your stories. Um, so 2024 world domination, love to figure out how people get on PBS, love to do conferences, um, continue to do community screenings, continue to offer virtual uh, blocks of, of, of access to the film during some of our really big, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's uh, caregiver medical special holidays um probably mother's day you know this is a love letter to our mom um yeah sorry that wasn't very concise and blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> well you know if dementia teaches us anything it's to be fluid and <laughs> you kind of go with the flow and what you're feeling and if it doesn't feel right you take a left turn or a right turn and you know you feel like you dodged a bullet and you create something else so um, kudos to all of you. Um, for those that aren't on Dementia Map, I would really encourage you to go ahead and list your companies on there. Uh, that's our global resource network that we're just growing slowly. Um, but we've got like 150 different categories and it, it's just another way to help raise your profile of what you're, what you're doing there. The yeah. film's on it. Uh, Lexi, I wanted to pull you in, you know, because we talked about in the beginning of the film, you know, your relationship, you know, with Kitty was a little strained and stuff. Do you think the the movie, you know, helped you guys come closer together or have a better understanding of one another? Um, I think the whole journey uh, added to that mending of the the relationship. Um the film was just a bonus, but <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, definitely just the whole journey and um, learning how to work together and problem solve together. Um, and then I was fortunate enough, I got to go across country in that same motorhome with my sister to uh, Roanoke, Virginia to, I think that was the first premiere if I believe. Yeah. It was last November for a conference and we shared a 28 minute excerpt. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was probably the biggest bonding experience and healing, healing time that we had. Wonderful. We um, hit a car. <laughs> Not we. <laughs> Not we. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. <laughs> Um, Kitty, anything that you want to add about the, the bonding experience? Uh, no, actually, it was just 
I'm really happy to have my sister. And before 2016, I was not really happy to have her. And now I'm grateful, extremely grateful. Plus, I'm probably going to go broke on this film and I got to move in with her later. So <laughs> I got to be really nice. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, I'd like to um, just go around and get takeaways from anyone who wants to share about their involvement with this film. How, you know, how has it um, benefited you as an individual? And if you don't mind just raising your hands and then I'll call on you. Let's see, Ashley raised your hand. I'll go. First off, I think that the whole watching somebody that you love so much and know so well just disappear inside their body is a really undignified thing in a lot of cases. You know, it's not a pretty thing to watch somebody experience Alzheimer's or dementia. So I think Kitty said something about this being a love letter to her mom. Is Was that you, Kitty? And um, I think the greatest thing we can do is do that for our parents. Anybody else have any thoughts on kind of takeaways from this journey with the film and, and the group as a whole that they'd like to share? Lindsay? Um, I just want to say to all of you on here that have really kind of committed your, you know, lives, your working part of your lives beyond taking care of your people um, to helping others, basically continuing to help others and making this your life's work. Um, I just think you're all amazing. And, you know, I think it's motivating me to, you know, go back to things that I, you know, post caregiving, it feels good to continue to, you know, be, you can't just leave that caregiving world behind you when your person, person isn't there with you anymore. So I just want to say, um, I look forward to, you know, following all of what you guys are doing, and finding out, you know, what I can do to, to try to, do my small part, you know, in my community, you know, we've all been reached out people um, who know that you took care of your, your family member and um, just to continue to help people around me. So awesome job. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Grace, how about you? Um, I think this film has been a nice added positive bonus to, um, to our story, to the caregiving journey and, and, and the story of our mom and, um, I think that she would have wanted to help other people. Um, she she was a helper, and she was always very, very gracious with her time and energy. And I hope that this would make her proud. Um, and to see her daughters um, do it together um, as well. And I. Th- also think as being part of the film, uh, it's given me a couple cool opportunities, you know, to um, meet new people and share just a little bit of just a little bit of knowledge. And I, if something I said can help just one person, it's um, that's huge. And I'm, I'm appreciative that I get to be part of that. Right. Thank you, Veronica. No, I was going to say, so this past weekend, I attended my second film festival um, with the film. And so 
talking to the audiences after the film festival, it really helps drive home the work that the film is doing to expose people to the disease, to expose people to caregiving and to help caregivers know that they're we're out here and we're doing this, you know? Um, and so just the, the film and the message I think it's being very, it's being received very well, you know? Um, and so just being able to see it up close and hear feedback from people like firsthand right after they see the film is really a good feeling to know that the work we're doing is effective. It's, it's amazing. Uh, sorry, just to interrupt. We have Grays Lake still, you guys, if anybody wants to join me in Illinois, it's, it's amazing. Veronica has been to two festivals with me. It's cool. Roseanne, how about you? I totally agree with Veronica. We, I went to the one in um, uh, Maryland with Kitty and to, to have that experience because, you know, we're all doing this and it's going out and you never know how it's received, but to be, to be in front of somebody and have them react to, to the film and the message and that they get the message. And I think that's part of why we do this. It's a reaching back. You know, it's like, here, I'm going to help you in whatever way I can, if my story helps you know that you can do this or that you're not alone, by all means, let's talk and hear, hear, because it's so lonely and it's so isolating and it's, it's scary at times. And then, you know, there's the flip side, which is, which is, are those moments of, of joy and wonder and, and love, but it's, it is, it's that reaching back and trying to help the next person because they're there and, and it's nice to know that we can try to help somebody. Well, it's interesting because you're all talking about, you know, this connection with the audience. And um, I was lucky enough to work with, I wasn't in the film, but a, a film called The Timeless Love. It was called uh, His Neighbor, Phil Pryor. But when we do the talkbacks, I've never seen anything so powerful as letting people kind of decompress over the emotions and who they see in the film that's them or a relative or a friend or a situation. And people who are perfect strangers, I've seen swap phone numbers and go we're gonna we're gonna meet for dinner i mean there's just this it's just really um it's just amazing and it's such a comfortable thing it's such a normal thing um when it when it occurs between people and i think people are shocked you know that they're that that it resonates that deeply or that they they actually leave the show and they talk about it afterwards in depth and they share it with others. And you guys have probably run into the same thing where I I get people coming, when can we see it again? Because they want to bring other people back to it, you know? So when I do like screenings, I always try to do a couple of them because people want to come back. And I know you can't do that necessarily when you're in uh, the festivals and stuff, but it it is just such a powerful, powerful medium. Um, Matt, you had also raised your hand. Yes. Uh, so I echo what everyone, what's, what's been shared by others already, um, in terms of just, uh, the way, uh, all the ways being in the film fills, fills my bucket, as they say. Uh, also though, I'm just really inspired by Kitty. I remember when I got the first email, um, when she, I don't know if you were like formally asking me, Kitty, or what you, the first time I learned that you were thinking of doing this and to see it go from that. Uh, and you just, the way you've willed you and Beth and the team just have willed this thing into existence. Like you really drove cross country in the Winnebago. You said you were going to do that in the first email. Like just that whole thing is just really uh, inspiring. Right. Thank um, you. 
Um, Beth, I want to ask you, what were your takeaways? Because you didn't actually, you, you know, you weren't actually a dementia care partner, but you got to experience all of this. Well, I'm just grateful because everyone's interviews were so open and honest and raw. And I was blown away by all of you. And I just couldn't believe it. The footage we got, we got like a hundred hours and (laughs) whittled it down. And there was so much stuff that didn't get in that I loved. And so that's always disappointing. But um, yeah, my takeaway, I learned a ton about how tough it is and how you know, the caregiver doesn't really take care of themselves half the time because they're so focused on their care, their person. And so it's helped me. And I've also through the film have met so many people who've wanted to see the film over because of they're going through it. Like it's you open your anyone you meet has someone they know who is now in this situation. So overall, I mean, I thought it was great. But the best part was obviously meeting all of these uh, wonderful people. It definitely the best part was not riding in the RV. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was the worst part. <laughs> that that I'm and, just happy to be involved with it. And then there was some fun after each screening, we'd all stay up or after each shoot, the crew would wrap and we'd all stay up a little later, except I think with Matt and Lindsay, because we had to drive the RV back to where we were staying. But yeah, so there was more wine. <laughs> <laughs> And no you were up pretty late. You were up pretty late, Katie. <laughs> we were. As I recall. Well, I want to pull Kitty and and Allison in and talk about you know is there going to be a sequel? Do you have do you have something else that's burning to get out? Kitty, I'll let you go ahead and start. My true dream would have would be and may this maybe this will still happen is to turn the blog into like a half hour dramedy. Because so many of those blog posts I go back and I read and I'm like, this is this is kind of a, a really sad comedy for a half hour, you know, and do like three seasons. Like it's the beginning of dementia, the middle of dementia and the end of dementia. That would be my absolute dream. But that requires a lot of money and a lot of people and probably getting a whole crew of people that I would just be a, a executive producer on. But the editor, Greg Byers, he's brought this up a couple of times. He thinks we should do like a PBS series, everybody. <laughs> and just keep having, <laughs> just keep meeting new people and doing new interviews. So, and I've thought about that. I've told Greg, if, if let's, let's check in next year and let's see where this is. And maybe, maybe that would be something. Um, Allison, what are your thoughts about a sequel? I don't, I think that this film did what this film set out to do. So I don't really see so much a sequel as some of the ideas that Katie suggested, which I think are, are absolutely brilliant, you know, and and I would love to think that maybe we were the cast of care partners that got it started with Kitty, but there are so many more people, sadly, right? There are legions and legions of people behind us coming to where we have been. And so I think that continuing to tell the stories is something that um, would be fascinating to me. And I think that Kitty's the woman to lead the charge. I love the dramedy. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Well, I'm going to wrap up with having everyone and just briefly giving, you know, maybe a, a sentence or a couple of words of advice 
to people who are on this journey right now. And Veronica, I'm going to start with you on that. Um, I think it goes back to what I said about being intentional, being intentional about asking for help, being intentional about seeking out resources, education, even after nine, almost 10 years of caregiving, I'm still learning things. I'm still learning tips, still learning ways to deal with different behaviors. So my piece of advice to any caregiver is to be intentional. Okay, thank you. Lexi, how about you? Uh, I would say um, be gentle with yourself. Um yeah, and uh, <laughs> I know one of one of the things that we had issues with was um, trying to control the situation, and then realizing you really can't control. There's there's no controlling dementia. So being patient, being gentle with yourself, um, knowing you're going to fail at times, and celebrating those wins. <laughs> okay, um, Roseanne, how about you? Uh, educate yourself in the best way that you can on, on the particulars of what your care partner is experiencing. Um, find your support because you can't make this through by yourself and you shouldn't make this through by yourself. You don't have to because the support's out there for you. Don't be afraid to be your person's advocate. You know them best and you, you are in that, you are in that position to care for them and don't be afraid to use that and soak up the time with them because it will end and you don't, you want to be, it's hard to balance between caring and still having that relationship, but the relationship is still, it's still in there and just, just try to try to be there in those moments. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, how about you? On the same line as Roseanne, I had just written down advocate. You're their advocate. Trust your gut. So many times, even the doctor or the other specialist would say something. And I really felt like I knew my dad and you don't, you do know your person best. So keep pushing and, you know, say it, don't keep quiet, ask the questions. That's what I would say. Okay. Matt. Uh, Remember that there's no perfect caregiver. I had an unrealistic standard for myself at times, which uh, nothing good comes from. So there is no perfect caregiver. We're all just doing the best we can. Oh, that's great advice. Grace. Mine's actually going to be recycled advice I got from Kitty. Um, take videos, take pictures, save voicemails, um, make memories. That has been something um, that even currently has been really important for me to have um, and to look back on. Okay, I'm going to go to Ashley then. So I think, first of all, the resources continue to grow. We've seen that in just this conversation alone, how many resources continue to grow out there. Use them. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. And then I guess my last one is, is it's okay to feel all the things. You know, it's okay to feel all of it. You're not a bad person for being sad or mad or frustrated. You're just human. Wonderful. I'm going to go to Allison first and then and then to Kitty. Yeah, just um, I'm just going to echo back on that taking pictures, um, capturing videos of everyday tasks and conversations, because as people lose skills, as time goes on, for me to be able to look back now at conversation of my husband when he was verbal and then when he became nonverbal and I couldn't really remember what it sounded like to hear him talk. And so I don't have those videos. 
and I, except for when he was very young. And so I wish I had more of that. We, we tend to get wrapped up in just um, doing special occasions, but, but do it, do it every day. Great. And then Kitty, how about you? A couple of things that I say in the movie, one is a conversation with Veronica and I don't sweat the small stuff because in dementia, what's really upsetting you right now is going to get so much worse. You're going to look back and be like, why was I so upset about that? And um, it's the end of life journey. Focus on the word, word life. You need to live your life. You need to have your community. Your dementia person needs to live their life. You may not recognize their life anymore, but they're still living in it. So it's all life. It's all life. Well, thank you, everyone. In wrapping up, I I hope our audience found this uh, conversation as intriguing and interesting as I did. I appreciate all of you for the work that you've done, you know, personally and the care that you've given and your ability to share with the world. It's just, it's quite amazing. I want to ask our audience to be a giver of hope, like, click and share this. You don't know who in your sphere of influence needs to hear this because so many people just don't talk about it. They're afraid to, they don't know what to say or who to say it to. Here at Alzheimer Speaks, we, we try to be that safe place to help push out information where they can hear different voices because nobody's journey here was the same. And yet you can see the bond uh, that was made with all of them. So please help us in doing that. Again, you can go to the website, which is winewomenindementia.com. You can find them on Facebook, WWD Documentary or Instagram, Wine, Women, and Dementia. Uh, Again, for Allison, you can go and uh, find her at zinniatv.com. And uh, Veronica, you are at Care Warriors. And then Matt, is it Three Thing Thursday? And for Roseanne, you can go to the Daughterhood Circles or visit her and subscribe at the Daughterhood Podcast. I'm so thrilled. I'm, I'm excited for you guys in how you are out there changing the world. Um, Kitty, do you want to just highlight uh, upcoming screenings again for us all? Sure. Yeah. Um, November 2nd and November 4th is our big public rollout uh, at the Kiggins Theater in Vancouver, Washington. So come on down if you live up, up in Washington or come on up if you live down in Oregon. Um, it's going to be fantastic. We're so excited. And then uh, lots of other, check the website because we've got a ton of screenings this this month, both virtual and in person. Um, and then hashtag thankful number four caregivers. Um, thankful for caregivers weekend. So it's, I just want you all to be celebrated. And I think this film is allowing people to celebrate themselves which is something I didn't know it would do, but it does. Wonderful. Well, thank you all so much. Really appreciate your work and you should be proud thank you, of Lori. contributed. So yeah, thank you, Lori. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to see everybody. I know, I know. So happy to see you all. <laughs> Again, thank you so much to our audiences. I really hope that you share this. This is just a wonderful opportunity for people to learn through another medium 
And again, I'd like to highlight, please feel free to go to alzheimerspeaks.com to our free educational resources. We have a ton of them there for you. We've been curating them since 2009. So please take advantage and spread the word of that. If you are looking for a children's book or even one for yourself or a support group, check out Betty the Bald Chicken Lessons in How to Care. It is a book that is good for all ages and not just dementia specific, but it really makes us think about how we want to be cared for, how we treat others, and what we can do to all live a better life. And last, I will just mention Dementia Map, our global resource directory. Um, please feel free to use it. It's free. We're not going to ask you for any contact information. And of course, if you have a service product or tool, please um, enter that into the site. Uh, we have free and both paid plans. So everyone is welcome uh, from profit, nonprofit, government agencies, and even those of you that don't think that you're a resource. Uh, we have so many people just like this group today that is living the disease. You know, they're walking the path that have done blogs to um, YouTube videos, to written a book, to doing a movie. It's endless. Please join us in our crusade to make it easier for people to find services, products, and tools. Have a blessed week, everyone. Bye now. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.